Who's original? Uh, you know what? The first... Let me, let me look. Let me look around here for you. Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am Birthday Boy Ricky. Man, you totally stole it. I'm Sean, and I was going to be like, and let's welcome the birthday boy. Stole the thunder! <clears throat> you, you, just, you just wanted to take care of that yourself. I have That's... discovered the answer to the universe and everything. So does that really occur at 42? <laughs> well, it makes you realize a few things, but other than that, I'm not, not too sure. St- still but wait, it is early. Still, it's only a day. On that, uh, that ultimate moment of clarity it's only been one day i have a whole 364 more it's awesome oh well man uh i asked you to pick another topic off my list of ideas i created randomly and you chose for me to tell the story of how i once managed to avoid a fight with a hell's angel i do that every day (laughs) This uh, th- this happens. We were on a uh, we we were working in Jackson Hole, Wyoming at the time, and this is the Air Force. And they gather us together, and they're like, "Hey guys, we're gonna be up here, but we just need to let y'all know that, that uh, there there's a motorcycle rally occurring. Uh, the Hell's Angels are gonna be coming through town, and they'll pro- probably more than likely be here a couple nights, and then move on." So when you're out and about, you know, be aware of your surroundings, stuff like that. <clears throat> I'll, I'll change some names or I'll just be very vague on names uh, <laughs> because some of these people are still out there. But we go to a bar uh, the first night that they're in town and lo and behold, it's like 50 cent beer night. And I have a friend that... He's an excellent guy, but he used to love to just push the boundaries of how much he would drink. And uh, wait, wait, hold on. Did you say fifty cent beer night? Does that does that real? Yeah, <laughs> is yeah, that a I thing? Mean, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's usually crap beer, and you get you know, it, if the fine print, it's usually four ounce or six ounce glasses. Oh, gotcha. All right, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So, so really, you're, you know, it, it, it's a play on words to get people in there. Uh, so we go there, and a couple of us are like, look, we're not wanting to be out long tonight. We know what's going down. You know, I don't, I don't feel like babysitting my friend tonight. He's a good guy. But we're going to be here for a little bit, have a few drinks, and then we're gone. So another friend's like, man, y'all don't know what you're talking about. We, uh, I'll take care of him. No problem whatsoever. And we're like, sweet. I I can't wait to see how this plays out. Uh, it's probably a couple hours into the night and, and my friend has, we can tell we're like, oh, he's crossed that point. No sooner than we say those words, he turns around and walks right up to this hell's angel and goes, Hey man. Punch me in the face. Oh my God. This is going to happen. He's like, the Hells Angels, like, excuse me. He's like, come on, man. Punch me in the face. We're like, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't need to do this. He's like, come on. He's supposed to be the biggest, baddest guy ever. Let, let me, I want to take one to the face. And we're like, oh my God. It, it ends. We, we diffuse the situation. Turns out, to show there's a side to every coin, uh, there are some hell's angels out there that are very reasonable human beings that they may have a bad rap <laughs> because this gentleman, despite his stature and many patches that said horrible things on his jacket, uh, most of which I, I fully believed he, he actually did them. Uh, <laughs> he, he was a reasonable man and he let us live. So, that's how we avoided a fight with a hell's angel. <laughs> nice. 
a lot of apologizing and begging not to punch our friend in the face. You keep some weird friends. You, <laughs> you know, I it happens. It happens. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, to detract from that, I wanted to talk about just a couple of news stories this week. Um, now this this may have not been in the week, but it is something that uh, I read over Hasbro, the Hasbro Verse, the uh, properties that um, IDW currently has in comics like uh, Micro Micronauts and Mask and Rom. Um, as a movie verse, they they kind of walked back their plans to do movies for all this. Um, Really? So we're probably not getting a ROM, Micronauts, or Mask movie anytime in the near future. Which, oh. if, you know, I, I would like to see that stuff, don't get me wrong, but if it's not going to be done right, if it's going to be the first G.I. Joe movie, if it's going to be the Transformers live-action movie version of those properties... I'm fine with that. Let's <laughs> let's walk it back and 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 think about this again. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, that's kind of disappointing. I remember when we talked about this. Uh, you know, the possibility of this occurring uh, months ago. Uh, I mean, it. I agree with your point totally. Like, I don't need another Michael Bay mask. That just uh, that sends chills down my spine thinking of that. Um, so like you said, right, if it's not going to be done right, this isn't something I want done at all. Don't get me wrong, I have a deep-seated love for Rom the Space Knight, which I have expressed on this podcast before. I'm, I would love to see it in a movie, I, I would kind of love to see it tied into the Marvel Universe, but I'll, I'll take what I can get. Um, Micronauts, yeah. Micronauts is something hard to tackle. Micronauts is kind of like... It kind of uh, hits me like the Punisher does. I mean, it's got to be done right. Like, they just now got the Punisher right. Micronauts is a, you know, a, a property that's been around. It had a good comic run. Uh, but the toys are from the 70s. And nobody, like, I never even seen a Micronaut toy on the shelf when it, that I can remember when I was little. Um... I like them now, which I'm going to talk about some stuff uh, down the road. But uh, the the most disappointing part of this would be Mask. Now, Mask has a current uh, comic running. Uh, they've tied Mask into the Transformers. All the all the vehicles are based on Transformers technology, and uh, the people that are reading it kind of like it. So, I mean, if you got a good writer and a good storyteller. You could probably do something really exciting with Mask if you if you have somebody, not a Michael Bay, not Michael Bay, <laughs> but if you have somebody who can do like the uh, um, oh who's the guy who did one of the Fast and the Furious movies? Um, oh, I think he did the second GI Joe. Yeah. I can't remember his name now. Aww. But uh, anyway, and and don't get me wrong, I really like the second GI Joe movie with The Rock. Um, it, it's it's rewatchable. The first one, not so much. <clears throat> Um, but plus it's yeah, got that amazing, pretty bad. Yeah. It's got that amazing Cobra commander in the second one. So I can, I can do that. Yeah. I liked it. I liked that second one way better. Yeah. I, I would actually like a continuation as long as it was equal to the second one. Yeah. And they need to go ahead and cross over with transformers, but they need to fix transformers before they do that. So moving on to the next topic we have captain Marvel showed her true colors this week. Mm, I liked it. I liked it. I did as well. Now, a lot of people were caught off guard by the color scheme, which is mostly green and black, of this yeah. uniform. Um, it had the design of the current uniform, but I think they were paying homage to uh, the actual the uh, Marvel's first uniform, the green, which is his uh, rank colors in, in in the original comics, um, which he changes the uniform very very soon after that. Um, I was excited to see it. I think it looks good. And now, of course, this is pre-CG, not in motion. There was one small video that got out of her, like, crushing some random dude's hand. Um, but it, it looks fine. I'm kind of excited to see it. I can't wait to see it in motion, see her fighting. 
uh, and see her interacting with stuff. So I was happy to get, to get that much of it. What, what did you think? Dude, I, I'm totally down for this uniform. I love the fact that I, I think <sighs> Brie Larson is perfect for this role. Like it, it's just one of those things when you're once she's in the uniform, you're like, yeah, this is it. You know, like when Chris Evans put on Captain America, you're like, well, that's Captain America, Dadgummit. You know, like they nail it. They're so good at just saying who needs to be in this uniform and then finding the right person. I I love it. Perfect casting, looks great. But my question to you, oh predictor of the future, no rogue. Is she going to be in Infinity War? I do believe so. I mean, she's been Captain Marvel for two years now. Uh, there have been rumors that she was on set. I, I think you will see her pop into Infinity War, you know, if it's a five-second thing. I, I think they snuck her in there, yes. If I do not see it or she's not in the stinger, I don't know what I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I think in some form we will see her in, in, in with the money we paid for the ticket to Infinity War. Oh man, Infinity War! I just you know it's close. Like I mean, it's almost February. Yeah, um, like, it, you know we're about to be we're about to be getting into Black Panther, which has got me pumped. Um, but not to take away from Captain Marvel. <laughs> You know, I, funny thing with with um, Carol Danvers has got such a great history. Uh, she's one of those examples of characters that I I truly love. What I love about Marvel, she has been, you know, so steeped in everything. She's in Avengers. She's she's hugely tied to the X Men because of Rogue. I mean, if if you don't know, which I guarantee you, ninety percent of our audience does. Yes. Um, Carol Danvers started out as an Air Force captain, uh, helping the original Captain Marvel, uh, who was uh, uh, went to save her life because she was in the line of fire and got shot with some ray that uh, bonded her uh, biology with with Kree biology from him, and that's how she gained her powers. And then she had her own short-lived series, uh, and then. Something amazing happened. Somebody took the character of Captain... And I don't know wh which storyteller decided to do this. But took Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel and used her to create this new character called Rogue. Her introduction. Now, Rogue absorbed not only Captain Marvel's power, but part of her personality. Because she was new to her power and she held on too long and... Uh, I was just reading a comic that I'd gotten recently, and this, this story showed back up. To save Rogue's life, she has to hand over her body to the personality of Carol Danvers. And it, it's really, really neat. And it's, it's a long-running thing. Ever since Rogue was Rogue, like she's always had part of Carol Danvers in her until mm -hmm. late X-Men run, like in the... Uh, to you know, two ninety something. Whenever se they went through the siege perilous and it separated her and Carol, and then and for some reason there were two Carol Danvers running around at that point, and one was killed. Don't don't ask me. But anyway, that's <laughs> that's a bunch of X Men uh, history. Uh, but and then Carol Danvers herself recovered with the help of Charles Xavier. Uh, went off and became binary with and worked with the uh, um, Corsair and the Star Jammers, and then lost those powers and became Captain Marvel again. It, it, big, long thing. Huge story. Wow. Huge history. And most of what I know from Carol Danvers is that interaction with Rogue. So, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this Captain Marvel movie coming out and not having that Rogue element there, but I, I think it'll be fine. I, I, I trust Brie Larson. She's a great actress, and I'm excited for this movie. I have, I have a question. You were going over all this, and, you know, it just showed me, like, she does have her hand in every single Marvel cookie jar. Because we're moving on in the movies to Phase 4, and, and we don't know who we're going to lose at the end of Infinity War, 
is, is she going to be a new head type? Is, is she going to be the new Tony Stark? Well, when I think RDJ steps down. I think she would be a great one. I mean, if if the character works, the chemistry is there. Captain Marvel is a huge character. Uh, Carol Danvers has been in in Marvel a huge character in Marvel comics. I mean, I know some people like to who are not in the know like to make characters who are not. Like I hear somebody all the time, you know, Iron Man was a C level character before all the movies and blah blah blah, and they start rating all these characters the way that a comic fan would not. And I, I would say that Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, has has been in, in the top characters for a very long time. Um, maybe not an A, maybe a B, but I, I would love to see, especially as such a strong female character. I mean, you have. In the Marvel Universe, you have Storm, you have Captain Marvel, you have She-Hulk, you have Rogue. You have those those female characters that really need to be brought to the forefront and can tell a good story. Um, and I'm excited to see that they picked Captain Marvel for this one. I'm excited, dude. I'm telling you. This is going to be awesome. Uh, like you said, we're almost to Black Panther, which I... The trailer goes across my screen, you know... Through all my various likes and pages and stuff, I see that trailer at least go across my Facebook page once or twice a day. There is so much hype for this. I I cannot wait. I think, and that's another thing, you know, I, I think T'Challa, Black Panther, could be another strong leader leading into Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Black Panther has been... Like in the Illuminati series, in the Avengers series, uh, one of the strongest characters, you know, story-wise, uh, that Marvel's had in a very long time, and I, I can't wait for this movie and to see what role they have for him. Um, also, we got some scuttlebutt that a Black Widow movie is being planned for 2020. Now, have you heard this? I seen that. I seen it. I, uh, you know, I'm down for that. I like Scarlett Johansson. I would love to see her go back into. I I would I would like for them to do. Uh, you know, obviously find a younger person and show you know through childhood the entire story. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I think you know with as many movies as Scarlett Johansson has has been in and has headlined, I think it would be great and. Well, I, it may be Marvel scrambling, going, "Oh gosh, Red Sparrow, we got to do a Black Widow movie. This is dumb. We have to do this." <laughs> Which, you know, guys, come on, we we've been asking for a Black Widow movie, and if that's if that's the case, shame on Marvel. But I mean, if if it's just coincidence and they've got a good story and they're ready to do this, then fine. You know, whatever. I'm going to take it either way. But you know, come on, guys, let's not play catch up with somebody else. That's true. That's true. What else you got for us this week? Well, I did want to talk about one of my favorite subjects of all time is, of course, Transformers. Um, now, did you know that Transformers was not an original idea in the beginning? Uh, I did not. Well, uh, whenever Transformers came out in, you know, 84, 85 over here, um, we got all those great toys and everything. Um there was a little nasty secret about it. We had seen some of these toys before. Um, and the reason we had was because Japan had had this stuff for a while. Um, the original Transformers toys released in America were repurposed uh, Diaclone toys, like the, the original cars, uh, you know, your Prowl, your Hound, your, your Sunstreaker, your Sideswipe. All those guys were uh, a Japanese line called Diaclone, which had little drivers with magnetic feet, which uh, is having a big resurgence in Japan right now. Now, they're not doing the Transformers line of toys uh, reimagined again, but they are doing some of the bigger uh, sets of uh, uh, Diaclone bases and stuff like that with little drivers that have magnetic feet. They had uh, also a line called Microman, which is where your tapes and your um, uh, like Soundwave and Megatron, those were actual si you know, actual size robots turning into these things. Like uh, Soundwave didn't wasn't a huge robot that transformed into a little tape player. He was a little robot that transformed into a little tape player. Um, 
and then there uh that's awesome micro change where all you get your little uh you know bumblebee and uh, all the little car robot the car robot guys though that was called uh micro change you got uh, jetfire was from macross uh, which became Robotech. That's why they share a mold there. You have uh, the deluxe Autobots, which you never saw in the cartoon, but they they were like a, come from a line called Dorvok. Uh, Mechabot One, Omega Supreme. He was a he was a separate one. Uh, you now you now do you remember going to Radio Shack and seeing a gray sound wave there or a shock wave? Yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah, well, there was a line called there was a toy called Astro Magnum from Japan, and not only did tra- uh, the Transformers has, uh, Hasbro guys license it, but also uh, Radio Shack license it, and uh, brought out a gray version over here in the United States, which a friend of mine actually had, and I, we played with all the time when I went over to his house. That's so, why. I, so all these, all these things are just clones. Yeah, it was a cobbled together. Uh, uh, just brilliant idea of hey, let's okay. make this show about these toys. Okay, so so out of the percentage that are straight up clones of G one, is it the entire run, or who's original? Uh, you know what? The first. Mm, let me let me look. Let me look around here. Um, the probably first original. Yeah, some like. Transformers encyclopedia just sitting by your desk of or something. Of course I do. Of course. Are you I serious? Because I'm do. just like I was like the Wait. Dinobots. Oh, the Dinobots were all Diaclone. Um, you know, Dino Robo and uh, um, Blaster. You know, all the Insecticons are called uh, Warderers, and they had little drive. Like the Dinobots, of course, had flip up. You know, when you were a kid, your Dinobots had these little seat things. <laughs> That flipped up. Those were for drivers as well. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, even the mail-in stuff. That was uh, the the Constructicons were Diaclone. Uh, all wow. the uh, tapes. The del- I, I feel kind of like I don't lose any nostalgia, but I feel kind of cheated. Even as, even the triple changers like Astro Train and Blitzwing, Octane. I think was an original mold. Uh, but Ultra Magnus, of course, he was a remold of Optimus Prime. He was called Battle Convoy, and he was uh, gray, blue, and red. And there is, you know, funny thing about it, there is a promo reel from the original Transformers movie where Ultra mm-hmm. Magnus is in those original colors. They animated him one way before they decided to finalize the toy in the white, blue, and red colors he, he was. Now, the, the 86 line is where you start getting into the original Hasbro molds, like Hot Rod Cup, you know, yeah, Punch Counterpunch, Retgar, all those guys. Those were where uh, Hasbro took over or, or cool. partnered with Takara and made new designs. Wow. Wow. All right. Thanks for enlightening me and slightly, slightly cheapening my childhood. <laughs> Hey, but I, I bring that up for, you know, go out and look at some of that stuff on the internet. It's all there, and it's really neat to dig through you're some like, of that stuff. Like, and why pay why pay all this money for this one toy? I'll just find its clone and then repaint it myself. <laughs> well, you know, some of the Masterpiece line have already come out with uh, homages to those original, like um, the Wheel, Masterpiece Wheeljack they made into... Uh, a what was called Marlboro Wheeljack. Uh, the Diaclone version of it was not only Wheeljack, but they did one in a, a Lancia Stratos Turbo uh, with a Marlboro logo, and it had a different head. And wow. now, now of course, there was a huge stink whenever, uh, um, whenever Takara announced they were doing this because they did the original color scheme, and Marlboro was like, "No, no, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. We're gonna get sued." No. <laughs> You got to figure that out. We we're not doing this. So they changed a couple of things, but it, it still works as the original. They also did some new colors of like tra- tracks that uh, honors a diaclone version of him. It, it's really neat to get into. Oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. Thanks thanks for the the story there. Holy no problem. crap! Oh, all right, man. Uh, I got a question for you. There, there are those TV shows 
that that we loved and we were excited about them and we we watched season one and we were like that's pretty good and then it ended <laughs> can't wait for the next oh you know do you look back and say what are the best lived short-lived tv shows well let's knock the first one out i mean it's the only one i put let's firefly of course firefly uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, of course uh, i mean don't even have to talk about it I but mean, there's an entire documentary i need to watch that tells about why it happened and why it didn't get renewed i mean there's this entire documentary all about brown coats and stuff i mean it was huge it's still huge but i and i know what was that a couple years ago there was the rumor that you know oh uh, do a kickstarter nathan fillion and we'll all help you buy the rights back and all this i think the ship has sailed oh well i definitely the ship has definitely sailed since disney now has its claws in fox we may be getting disney firefly do you think i I, I mean, mean if, okay, if Fox okay. had it, and Here, they're selling off their properties... Well, here's my question for you, then. Uh, and this is totally just taking a left turn at Albuquerque. Uh, I mean, while we're talking about Firefly... Okay, if it was to come back... Obviously, total recasting. Yeah. D- does Does it work? Do you start from there with a recast, or do you restart, reboot, hardcore? Oh, I think you reboot hardcore. You take those ideas from that that worked. You get some really, really hardcore, good guys writing this stuff, and you you go full throttle into a Firefly TV series. Do you think you realize how good it would have to be for fans to accept? That you get first go? you get Ronald D. Moore. You get Joss Whedon. You get, you know, the guys working on, like, Daredevil for the writing and the dialogue and stuff like that, and you make this work. Because uh, if you don't, I mean, you could sit on it and leave it be and just sell your Firefly box sets and your Serenity movie, you know, till uh, for in perpetuity till you get it right. But I think these this is one thing that Disney could just go, mm, love it. Uh, I would love it. I mean, I, I just want it to be done right. Uh, absolutely. Now, how many how many times have you watched Serenity? That's a that's the good question. <laughs> Serenity, yes, as, in, as the movie, yes. Oh, maybe three or four times max. Uh, now, I've watched the TV series the entire season, uh, at least six or seven, at mm. least. I went, went when I first moved into my apartment. I didn't have internet, and I watched Firefly. I know I watched it three times by myself. And then when my wife and I moved into this house, we went almost six weeks without internet, and I know I watched it at least twice then. So yeah, Firefly definitely better than Serenity, just because Serenity makes me mad. Well, how do Reavers clean their spears? Just hush. <laughs> hush. Well, we're talking about short-lived TV shows, man. Stop stop making me feel the feelings for Wash. You hush. Um, now, a TV show I loved that has been since rebooted. But let me tell you how much I love Patrick Warburton's version of The Tick. I loved that show. I freaking loved it with Batman well... And Lady Liberty, all that casting was done so right. And just the setting uh, around them, I I thought the set was perfect. Their dialogue was perfect. I love that Patrick Warburton tick. I know so many people just can't stand it for some reason. You're a Patrick Warburton fan or you're not. I mean, that's just the way that is. I mean, if you can't quote Putty from Seinfeld, then you're probably not going to you're probably not going to go for the tick, the original series. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I loved it. I loved it. Another one I wanted to bring up. Did you ever watch Dead Like Me? And not an episode. Really, uh, I want to say it was Showtime. It was a Showtime uh, TV series. Uh, had Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, it was uh, the Ellen one that the, the opening was the girl got hit by the meteor, right? Well, 
No, uh, she got hit by a toilet seat. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes. It, was, uh, it wasn't a meteor, but it's a girl that gets hit by something falling from the yes, sky. Yes, a toilet seat fell from the sky, killed her, and rather than dying, uh, she became a reaper. And uh, she interacts, she has, you know, they have dates and times that they have to be there, and they have to free the soul from the person before they die, so that when the person dies, they can pull the soul from the body and then take it to wherever it needs to go. Such a good TV series. So well done. I It's like when I was looking it up, I was like, uh, Dead Like Me, Th- this had to be more than one season. And it was only one season, but it was such a good season. I, I could have watched so much more of Dead Like Me. And then when I thought of this list, there was one show that was the number one that it came to mind. Why... Freaks and Geeks only got one season is just beyond me. You know, the the list of people out of this show, you had James Franco, you had John Francis Daly, you had Seth Rogen, you had Jason Segel, Martin Starr, Sam Levine, Busy Phillips. Good night. I mean, that that's incredible. All these people on the same show, and yet... You give it one season. One? Like, if you only knew what you were sitting on. You were you were sitting on a gold mine of talent. And I just I've never seen on why this got canceled. I could only get through three episodes. <laughs> you shut your mouth. Are you I serious? I don't know. I'm I'll need, I have to go back and give it a chance. I, I think uh Oh, so I had you a, watched it not giving it a chance. I think I had a yelling kid at the time. I don't know. I, I just to... know that I wasn't I wasn't impressed. Ah. Oh my goodness. Go back and rewatch it. Freaks and Geeks, best short lived TV show ever. Alright, alright. My goodness, man. Oh couldn't make it through three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember that. I that dreaded makes, it when you typed it. That, that, um, that makes notes. There's there's all these little notes in the back of my head that when I I see you now in your profile picture, it's like notes. Only made it through three episodes of Freaks and, and that John mm-hmm. that is complete that, that is completely fine because I know the higher priority notes that are in the back of your head and <laughs> whoo. <laughs> I know oh I'm down on the list. <laughs> um, but that reminded me, whenever you were coming up with this, a thought hit my head about what we were watching last night. Now I wanted to talk about some nostalgia hit shows for guys our age. Now, we started watching The Beastmaster last night. And I have not seen that movie since probably the early 90s. With Odo and Poto? Yes. And I really, really got, uh, you know, memories and and feelings from that movie that I I was pumped to watch it again. It's a horrible movie. It's badly made. But Mark Singer has charisma. And my wife was like, wait a minute, who is this? (laughs) Um. And, you know, the Odo and Poto and the big tiger and the lion. I haven't got to the part where the thing's in the trees yet, but oh, I was pumped to see it. And ah, I just, I really, really love those movies that you just got to go back and watch and you don't know how they're going to land on you. And, and this one landed great. I was, I was so pumped to watch it again. Um mm. I and, love Beastmaster. And that, and we had that fantasy, you know, we had that weird time when Dungeons and Dragons and Fantasy all looked like the Beastmaster. Like you there was a show on TV called uh, I keep forgetting the name of it. I have to f- search YouTube for hours to find it again, but it's on there. It's like Dungeons and uh, uh, Dragons and Dungeons or something. And there, that was a TV show and it damaged me because I remember there was one scene where there was a guy, there was a guy tied up I may have said this before, but there's a guy tied up and a guy beside him, and they're trying to get information out of the one guy, but so they pour acid over the other guy, and of course you <laughs> don't see it yeah. uh, because it's off camera. But it goes back over, and there's nothing but like bones and 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 a puddle thing, and then they pour it on the other guy, and of course it's just water on the other guy, you know, trying to get there. Yeah. 
<laughs> but that was really ah as a kid, and it reminded me of like um, a show That's called. Funny that- that memory sticks with you. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, just like those... What brought that memory back is those things I was talking about in the tree with the wings. Oh, yeah. You know, the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're like eight years old and see that, you're like, ah! But... Yeah, uh, I don't know what that is, but I don't want no part of it. I don't like it. Uh, and there was TV shows like Phoenix with the guy with the, the chain and... Uh, uh, you know, around his neck that was a phoenix, and then manimal. I have no idea what that is. Manimal. You know what manimal is, please, God. Uh, in name only. The guy who could turn into animals. He turned into a black panther or a... What? Yeah, oh, I've yeah, never yeah. seen this. Or, never or seen like it. a hawk or something like that. Yeah, manimal. Look it up. It was like, it was probably a one-season thing. And there was well, you also... got it on the wrong list then. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> Uh, but there was another one, and this one has a memory that sticks with me, and it was called Highwayman. And but but you, as you corrected me, not the Highwayman. No, 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 not the Highwayman. This was a show about a futuristic truck driver. His truck, it was like imagine Mad Max, but okay. not a not a nuclear wasteland like in the future, but everything's more. Mad Maxi, but there's still cities, there's still corporations, okay. and this this tractor trailer uh, had a helicopter. Like his cab could unfurl and become a helicopter. Okay. And he would haul stuff, you know, for mo- he would haul stuff for money. A trucker. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's like a lot of money and stuff that you shouldn't be hauling down the highway. Uh, there was one episode where he had to pick up something. That was secret, government, top secret, blah, 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 whatever. And as he's driving, he has a camera in the thing, of course, and it's in the cab, and there's this one thing in the middle with these lights, and he looks at it, and there's nothing, you know, it's staying, it's just, you know, still there, nothing's going on. He's driving, he looks at it, and there's this alien setting up with glowing eyes in the trailer. And, and it's just real okay. quick flash, and he just stops, and he goes to the back, and the thing's gone, and I don't remember how the episode was, but it, that memory of that, of that image of that alien with the glowing eyes being there, you know, and scaring the shit out of this guy was like, ah! I gotta see this, man. I've never seen this show. Yeah, I'll look it up sometime. It's great. Hi, women. Dude, I know, uh, I know you haven't been caught up on Dragon Ball Super, but I have some good news for you. You can now catch up on Dragon Ball Super because it's not going any further. It's ending. And how many seasons is it? Three? Three seasons. It went three years. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people that are like upset. They're like, why are you ending it so short? And, and I seen the thing the other day that was like, people, this is episode 131. Um... It's predicted that it'll end on episode 131, and this weekend was episode 125. So six more weeks, uh, if there's no breaks, and the end of Dragon Ball Super will occur. Oh yeah, I mean, I I intend to watch Dragon Ball Super. Don't I am excited as you can uh, as you could be. Of course, I haven't watched it, but. Uh, you know, we got more original Dragon Ball Z. You know, not throw out GT. There's more Dragon Ball, and it's amazing, and people love it. Hell mm-hmm. yes! I'm so happy that we got this. Well, <laughs> I mean, and, and the the thing is, is you may have to catch up on this before because the the other rumor is that the show is ending, but there will be another movie, and it will be a super movie. Oh, of course they'll do a movie. I mean, how many super movies have we already had? We've had two so far, right? The one right. we went and watched in mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hot Battle Springs. Of the Gods. Yeah, and Battle then of the, the the one that start kicked off Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Resurrection of F. Yes. Yes. Oh, man, I, I'm nervous about how this one's going to end. I, I'm, I'm fairly caught up on not every single episode... But the most recent saga that's going on is the Tournament of Power, and I am pretty caught up on Tournament of Power, and I'm just blown away by what happened this weekend. It was... did not see it coming, and now I'm 
really afraid, you know, as you always fear in Dragon Ball Z, you're like, how are my heroes going to get out of this? You know, or, stay tuned. Or, the if next the, <laughs> or if they're killed, how are they coming back this time? <laughs> well, that's that's kind of the thing in the Tournament of Power. There, There is no coming back. Aww. Uh, if you lose, uh, I, I won't give anything away, but there is a, a being that can just, you no longer exist. A snap of fingers and goodbye. Your, your entire universe, if he so's deemed so, you know. So, so let me so let me get this straight. Now, Goku in, in in Dragon Ball Super can still tap into the uh, Super Saiyan God power, correct? Yes, yeah, he okay. he's he does that and he can uh he can now go Kaioken Super Saiyan God. <laughs> Why doesn't he go Kaioken? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and, and and the person they're fighting right now is one person and uh at this point I can say uh, uh, Goku can almost go. Uh, he doesn't go Ultra Instinct all the time, but he does go God, and then uh, Kaioken on top of that. And Vegeta has reached a new level uh, that I believe they're going to start calling Perfect Blue. Um, he he has perfected God mode. I mean, Super Saiyan God Vegeta is more powerful in straight up Super Saiyan God versus Super Saiyan God. He's more powerful than Goku. And then Goku Kaiokens that, so it it, it, it you of know. Of course they're... he does. Of course he does. Because now he get, Vegeta can't be preparing for Goku. Oh, don't get a... Vegeta is extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. I love Vegeta. Vegeta has honestly Dragon Ball Super for you. When you get caught up, you're going to love it. Vegeta is. Oh, I've got he a little taste that, of it, is, yeah. I mean, he is a well-rounded uh, person. I mean, he he does have parental responsibilities. He has another child, uh, and, and he takes that serious. Uh, he, you know, he he's actually more he's actually more of a father than Goku. Uh, but well, yeah, but that's always been Goku. But, Goku's but never really been father. You know, who isn't? Like he's uh, a father when his son's about to die. That's about the time he's a father. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, he's all about the fight. It, it's it's really good. Uh, I am kind of sad that it's ending, but at the same time, you know, you look back. You gave us 131 episodes, so uh, I'm sad that it's ending, and I I hope we get more. I I hope it's just a break. I would love for it to go because what what DBZ go 200 plus. Two hundred thirty. Oh, I can't even. I can't even imagine. I mean, I could look it up, but so how many actual like if it was an American season, how many seasons of Dragon Ball Z did we get? So how Dragon many? Z? How many? Yeah, how many sagas are there? Nine. We got nine seasons of Dragon Ball Z. Okay. And I believe that's two hundred and thirty-two episodes. I believe. So, Pop Quiz Hotshot, what is your favorite saga in Dragon Ball Z? Uh, it's Frieza Saga. Really? Yeah, I go Frieza. Um, I do love Perfect Cell. I do love the Perfect Cell Saga. Gohan's my boy. My favorite fight is uh, probably Perfect Cell versus Gohan. Uh, but my favorite saga is Frieza Saga, just because I freaking love Vegeta still being evil. I love the fact that you know you're you're learning about those relationships between Gohan and Krillin and all that without even Goku's not even involved in any of that. You know, uh, so much of the stuff that happens on Namek doesn't even involve Goku. We get to meet the Ginyu Force, uh, <laughs> which, which is which... just amazing. I I if look. We all know the great Saiyan man. Oh, God bless. That's the <laughs> worst thing about the Guinea Force. I love the Guinea Force, but I hate the fact that they had an influence on Gohan enough <laughs> that when he decided to be a superhero, he does those stupid dance moves and speeches before he <laughs> announces himself as Saiyan man. That is I so I think annoying. that's absolutely great. It is. It is. But you're like, oh, my God. Gohan just. 
please. You're my hero. Stop, stop, stop embarrassing me. I think I I think I'd have to say mine has to be the the uh, Boo Saga. I mean, you've got really uh, the uh, the Vegeta sacrifice. You have the the earring um, Vegito. Right. The, the Pataras. Yeah. The the fusion. Uh, the fusion dance is in that, isn't it? Yep. You get Gotenks. Yep. Yep. I mean, just. It's so great. I mean, there's it's just off the wall craziness going on, and the the power levels are crazy. Boo is just ridiculous in in that one form. Uh, or when he's fat, yeah. Or when he's evil, boo, yeah. Boo, my get God. chocolate. And then, oh. of course, there's your favorite Deborah when he's dead. It- it's, it's awesome, man. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I just, there's something about the Frieza saga, man. It's just, it, it's that original enemy, you know? I, I think a part of it is because I'm watching Dragon Ball Super. When, when you watch Super, you're going to love Frieza so much more. And also, you know, I think at the Frieza saga is whenever we all started watching together. Like, I know I came in on the Frieza Saga because I had to go back and watch uh, that first, you know, the first part of Dragon Ball Z. Like, um, Oh, with the Raditz Saga? Yeah, yeah. With Raditz? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, I, see, I know I had watched all the way through the Frieza Saga when Patrick and I lived in our townhouse. Mm-hmm. That's where I first started watching. And then, you know, you're right. I would watch that during the week. And then on weekends, when I would drive home, is when we started watching, just binge watching on weekends. Just let the tape on repeat. My God. Yeah, you're right. All right, man. We, uh, we, are, we are chatting it away. Uh, let, let's talk about local hall. And honestly, I don't have any hall. Uh, what? what do you got? What, what? You've got something written here on Roku Hall. What are you talking about? Because it is no hall. Oh. It was just me going to ramble for for a few minutes saying, I realized something this weekend. I, I had to rearrange my Funko Pops. And in doing so, I found so many, so many that I was like, oh, I totally forgot to have this one. I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> I mean, I bet I have 20-plus pops that I bought, just seen them, and was like, I'm on Because you had the that. fever. You had the fever. Oh, man. When we got the Funko Pop fever at first, it was it was unreal. The, the calling was real. Yeah. Cthulhu was uh, creeping into your I, I just brain. Need to, I, need to re, I need to gather them all up and, you know, sell off what I don't need and use it to buy the ones that I really want. Nice. Well, that's it. for my birthday, I took me and my son to Collector's Paradise. Ooh, love going there. Um, and I, I found some pretty great deals. I found some Marvel 2 and ones I've been looking for. Uh, a John Byrne one, number 50, and a uh, number 95, which is the thing in The Living Mummy, me and my supernatural thrillers addiction. Um, nice. I got X. You gotta number- be getting close to finishing that off now. Well, I mean, I've still, I still have a few supernatural thrillers left. They're just hard to find. Nobody, nobody has them. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't that popular of a book, even though, and it's just fifteen issues. So, I mean, they could be anywhere. <laughs> right. Um, I got uh, X Men two thirty six, which is a rogue, the rogue Carol Danvers thing I was mentioning earlier. It plays into that there. And it's nice. art by Mark Silvestri. It's that time of the X Men. It's right before uh, Jim Lee came in. Like it's before Gambit. It's it's right in the middle of the whole uh, a Genosha uh, saga, where they're before okay, Magneto cool. took over the island. Uh, I got Iron Man Annual Three, which is from 1976. Uh, I got one of my big things I've been looking for for a very long time. My Iron Man run of Iron Man number 149-150, the, where he teams up with Doctor Doom and goes to uh, Camelot. <laughs> they get, uh, one of Doom's lackeys uh, tricks them into getting close to his time machine and throws the switch, and they get trapped in 
Ancient Camelot. Oh, that's awesome. With art by John Romita Jr. in both issues. Uh, Avengers 214 with the Ghost Rider. Uh, a great deal on uh, Invincible Iron Man number 80, number 98. Uh, oh, I nice. mean, it was just a good issue. And then I also um, ran across uh, another antique store that had some comics. For $2 each, I got a bunch of Arthur Adams cover classic X-Men. Oh wow! Which these are all the these are all the John Byrne run reprinted uh, in the classic X Men line with with these new great Arthur Adams covers. That is way cool. You what's crazy is I live close to the capital of our state, and you have all the comics. My God, I'm so jealous. Well, I'm sure I'm sure yours are out there, but you just have an embarrassment of riches. You just haven't reached out and went to, you know, it, it's just so massive. There's probably like thirty or forty of these small places everywhere around you, and you just mm-hmm. haven't a chance to get to them yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's what probably five or six that you've hit up with me, but we just hadn't found anything. Yeah, like you said, there's probably a ton more that we haven't been to. You got some good, you got some good stuff though, man. Good stuff. I did wanted to say in in Lost in Time, I had a question. With all of this stuff coming back, uh, we're about mm-hmm. to get you know. I was talking about Micronauts have a comic again that's actually pretty good. I've I've read some of it. Uh, we've got Rom coming back. We're 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 topping out on this amazing uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. DC is having some success with movies. What's going to be the next retro? What's your prediction of? Pulling from the fa- past to make something awesome in the future. <laughs> I mean, is there anything in your youth you think is going to come back strong? Uh, I mean, nothing that hasn't already. Uh, I I would... Well, while, while you think about it, I wanted to say, I think probably the next thing we'll see... Um, now, He-Man's already got a movie planned. They just announced a release date. That that may be something that, if it's done right, to bring back in mm-hmm. uh, that that epic fantasy feeling I was talking about. But who knows with some of the design stuff we saw. Um, but I think we will finally get either Macross or Robotech right in live action in you here think? in America. Yeah, I, think? I think that could be huge. I mean, with with look at Pacific Rim... Look at the success of the Transformers movies. Now, I'm not saying those movies are quality or anything like that, but they make money. Right. If the right person at the right time goes, hey, guys, we can we can do the exact same thing or better with the Robotech franchise, or they just pull Macross straight over, which would be fine with me, much to the chagrin of many American fans, um, <laughs> I, I think it'd be great. And I think that- it would be hugely successful. I mean... With Macross, I mean, you got transforming fighters, you've got great character work and story, um, and then you've got super huge, you know, this, this, the place where they live is like a shield aircraft carrier, but like 400 times its size. And they're fighting aliens. I mean, it's a, it's a recipe for an epic movie. And, and you can do it. You could, honestly do it i mean i i can see your excitement because the technology is there i just want to know who's do you think that there's somebody out there pitching a macross movie i think at least robotech yes i mean uh who was it who was it who was really really behind getting robotech done um it was one of the spidermans i think okay toby mcguire Maybe, um, maybe, but it's it's not a bad idea. It it's you know like I said the the elements are there. You've got huge epic. You've got st- story to play off of. Uh, giant aliens. It's why see a generic movie that that has this stuff when you can tag, you know, a great name to it. And, and do good writing and do good work and get it out there and, and have a franchise that will last you six, seven movies. I think it'd be great. Uh, that sounds incredible. 
I'll have to think on what I, I think might come back, but you've got that figured out. Dude, I, I'd, I'd be down for it. I just, like I said, stuff like that, I'm so hesitant for somebody to invest a ton of money, put forth all this effort, and then it not get accepted by the public. Just because it, it's not the movie's fault or anything else. I, I just... I think the public still has uh, something that holds them back from liking stuff that's full-on related to anime. Well, I mean, because, uh, you know, anime anime itself has a, has a sordid history with, with movies. I mean, wh- what's the most anime movie that has been done correctly? Nothing. Uh, you're talking about mainstream? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Nothing, really. I mean, you've got the the almost financial success of Ghost in the Shell, but you've got the the bloated controversy of you know, ah, these people don't, this isn't right, you know. But or or you got the total crapshoot that is Death Note. (laughs) I wasn't going to bring it up. I know we all know how you feel about that. Good God, you know there there are rumors of Akira. You know, like. uh, here, here's the thing. Before before your Robotech occurs, we need Akira. Yeah, we do need Akira to hit and hit big and hit correctly. Um, yeah, uh, this Battle Angel Alita coming out, or Alita it Battle Angel. Awesome. It, it looks awesome. And I did actually go ahead and watch the first two episodes of the anime. And it looks, the trailer looks spot on. I was like, oh, now I understand these characters. This looks great. If y'all was a fan... It looks like they're getting it right, because awesome. it, it looks straight up like scenes out of the anime in in that one trailer. Very cool. I haven't seen any of that anime, so I w- I wouldn't be able to speak on it. I need to catch up like you did. Yeah, and and I'm I'm going to champion it. I want to see it. All right, dude. Uh, I seen a movie. When was this? Friday night. Friday night. Uh, I got to watch Murder on the Orient Express. Ooh, and this is the new one with uh, uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, uh, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> we 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 had that full discussion. Make sure say his name correctly. This was an awesome movie. I'm talking really very very good movie. I I went into it thinking, all right, you know, let, let's check this out. Within minutes, you are hooked. You Kenneth Branagh does such an incredible job, just as Hercule. Uh, it it was just so good, such a good thing. Uh, Johnny Depp uh, does very good. I, I can't say too much. Johnny Depp does very good in his role. Uh, Daisy Ridley, very amazing and. Judy Dench, incredible as always. Michelle, I, I mean, I didn't know Michelle Pfeiffer and Penelope P- Cruz and Josh oh, yeah. Gad were in here, dude. Yeah, yeah, Penelope Cruz, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, all of them. The, Willem it, Dafoe. It, oh yes. my gosh, dude. Willem Dafoe was he, he was very good. Like, there's so much awesomeness in this movie, and they all do a great part, and the story is just as incredible as the short story by Agatha Christie. I mean, I, I freaking loved it. Absolutely incredible. If you get a chance to see Mortar on the Orient Express, do it. Nice. Well, I watched... Now, I did talk last episode that I'd started Star Trek Discovery. Um, I've watched, like, the next six episodes, and it, it, it kept hitting. It's really good. Nice. I mean, so, they... this has been renewed... Yes, yes, it has. Um, and do we know if next season is sticking with this crew or is it anthology? I believe style? so. I believe they're sticking with with the Discovery crew. Um, really good. I mean, the story story's kind of well. They they do. They're. Huh. <laughs> I can't really describe it that well. Um, but it's really entertaining. Um, it does, it does have a few hangs in it. I mean, the story gets slow where they're doing some character work, uh, but the visuals are, are amazing. Um, 
the the engineering or the scientist character is very funny. I, I cannot remember his name. Um, they do something with a creature that's kind of neat uh, that you learn on here. Um, and and uh, what's his name? The guy who's in the shape of water. He played uh, Abe Michael Sapien. Shannon. No, played Abe Sapien. Played the creature. Okay. The, the guy that's always in Guillermo del Toro's movies. Yes. Anyway, he's in this as, as the tall alien, and he's great. Dude, I need to check it out. I just hadn't had a chance to uh, start Star Trek Doug, Discovery. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's it. That's all I got. I think we need to rope this puppy and, and get yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah. We, we went from, oh, my God, how are we going to put this together, to, uh, <clears throat> oh, my God, you've got to do some editing. <laughs> Man, uh, on social media, people can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. Uh, you can find both of us at Not So Southern G's on Twitter. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. On Twitter, you can search Not So Southern Gentlemen on Facebook. Give it a like. Give it a thumbs up. Hit us up hit on us Messenger. Up. Say, hit us up on Messenger. Say hey. Uh, we'll say hey back. We can start a conversation. You know, it'll be fun. Good times. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm birthday boy. He's uh he's Ricky. Y'all have a good one. Don't sing happy birthday, it's coming.